It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. I'm here with the blessed son of Lemonster, Massachusetts, the spiritual descendant of John Chapman himself, Pastor Charlie Eastman of Pilgrim Congregational Church of Southboro, Massachusetts. And I'm here with Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich. I have got to get better prepared for these intros. You throw me off every time. I really now. do. So, uh, do you know who John Chapman is? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, John Chapman was also had the moniker Johnny Appleseed. Wow. From Lemonster, Massachusetts. I really am his spiritual heir. You are his spiritual heir. Because I have sung that song probably 5,000 times at Camp Whiteman. Now, oh, the Lord is good to me. Oh, so you're going to get us hit with copyright oh, right. violation. Do you think that one's yeah. copyright? Do you think the Chapman family will come after us? Forgiving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed, yeah. the Lord. So, yeah, Charlie and was a... Uh... And everywhere. Everybody knows it. Oh, I don't know that part. Oh, a little seed I sow, and someday there'll be apples there. No, don't know that part. For everyone in the world to share, the Lord is good to me. It's the second verse. I didn't know there was a second <sighs> verse. You're like the one who says John 3.16 and drops the mic and walks away and forgets the whole rest There's of the book of John. There's nothing else to read in that chapter. Mm. John 3.16. Right. So Charlie we'll was, Charlie was enjoying an apple right before we started recording. Um, Indeed I was. Yeah. I will not enjoy the apple during the podcast and, because these are very sensitive microphones. Yeah, and it was And a, I don't want to be that guy. And it was a very fresh, ripe, crunchy apple. Mm, mm. A red delicious. It was a red delicious. Yeah, it wasn't a super dark one okay. in hue, but that's what it is. What's your favorite apple for apple pies? Oh, I have never built an apple pie before. Well, we don't build them, we cook them. Bake them. Well, see that proves. Oh, we don't even cook them. We bake them. Done either. Yeah, I don't think either of us really know what we're talking about at this point. I think aren't you supposed to use ga- Gala or Empire? I don't know. My uh, Fuji. Fuji. Uh, I, I my, know you're not supposed to use Granny Smith. Yeah, my spouse uses Macintosh. I guess that's pretty classic, isn't it? Yeah, she really likes Macintosh. So me too. That's a great apple. Yeah. I like a ma- the problem is Macintoshes go. Really good or mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. Like you get a good Macintosh and it's like snappy and mm-hmm. pops and it's glorious. It's got oh, a yeah. hint of sour, a hint of sweet. It's like a full meal in an apple. Yeah, it's wonderful. Whereas the instant it goes past the yep. prime of ripeness, then it's ripe. Mealy, you just either feed it to the horses mealy. or put it in the compost. <sighs> Even even the horses give you side eye when you yeah they do two. and side eye from a horse is really really bad <laughs> yeah this is Apple Talk we all, welcome to Apple Talk, Apple Talk here Apple Talk that's a different podcast there's a million Apple Talk podcasts I bet there are and some of them are about apples indeed most so, are about Apple products so what's going on in <laughs> East Greenwich Rhode Island uh, well in uh, yeah in East Greenwich at First Baptist Church in East Greenwich Rhode Island um, things are going quite well. We are we are in between a couple of Sundays. This actually, this upcoming Sunday is our pledge Sunday, and so hopefully, all of those who are part of the congregation have received their uh, pledging information by today. Um, if not, by the time you're listening to us, you should have received it. If not, let me know. I mean, give me a call, and I'll I'll bring it to your house. Uh, that I'll kind of bet service. You will. Uh, how's but, how's pledging at East Greenwich? How's it been going? How's the pandemic treating you guys in terms of pledging? Is it? I'll, well, Have you I'll felt t- anything as a result? Of you-, uh, you know, thanks for asking. That's a that's actually a good question. Our giving has been down a bit hmm. from our usual, and that's because um, we there are people who come who just put in the plate when they're there. 
Oh, um, yeah, we've, may not, may we've it, taken the hit on the loose offering. Loose offerings. That's what we call it, too, loose offering. <gasps> it's as if we're both churches or something. In New England. In New England. Yeah. Uh, but then we've had other people pledging and giving online who've never given before. Mm-hmm. But in total, our giving has been down, but also our expenses are down, so we're breaking even. Very similar situation at Pilgrim Congregational Church. And I hope yep. I hope people will hear this part of the conversation and be, if not inspired, at least edified to mm. know that you are not alone. Wherever yeah. your church is in this, it is very normal during a time of crisis for people to contract. And mm-hmm. I was just listening to an excellent piece that was talking about how American households are hoarding like they've never hoarded before. And we're not just talking toilet paper paper, right. uh, toilet paper either. So they're hoarding their resources right now. The economy is really looking forward to us <laughs> getting busy mm. spending it. Yeah. But as yet we're not. And of course, this is an also an opportunity for churches to think, well, if I'm sitting on this money, probably somebody else is, maybe this is a great time for a one-time gifts campaign. Mm. Or maybe it's a moment to say in the year ahead, if you've amassed a bit of a stockpile, what about tithing on it? Yeah, that's a good idea. What I have a hard time. What you've saved? So tithing is tough for me because I deal strictly with silver, and it's hard oh. for me to get ten percent yeah, of a silver cutting, bar. Yeah, 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 cutting the bars is cutting the bars is tough. It is, it is tough. But it's a choice I made, and it's a choice I live with. Yeah. See, I'm in Massachusetts. We use the gold. Use the gold. Yeah, yeah. Here. Rhode Island um, said to heck with that. Back to silver. And so, every, right. but what I do is every ten bars of silver I get, I give one to the church. Good. Yeah. That's, that's appropriate. Yeah, that works. That's appropriate. I, uh, the I, other things we have coming up at First Baptist, if I may return us to the conversation at hand. Topic at hand? Yeah, please do. Please. Um, on Ju- June 6th is our Children's Sunday, and we will have that service outdoors at Goddard Park, followed mm. by a picnic. Um, but it's, oh, fun. But it's bring your own picnic, bring your own food for the picnic, because not everyone's going to be vaccinated yet, so we need to stay safe with food serving and, and stuff like that. But it will be fun, okay. and that information is being shared. So that's what's going Wonderful. on. How about you, Charlie? How are things at Pilgrim Congregational? Fantastic. Wow. Things are well. Um, we are uh, planning on some social events upcoming. We've got May 21st. Our trivia night returns on a Friday night. Come and participate Ooh. and do trivia if that's the way you swing. And honestly, you don't need to be great at trivia to have fun at these nights. Um, so that's an online gathering. Nice. Also, May 23rd, the Sunday after May 21st, mm-hmm. is Confirmation Sunday. Um, Pentecost and, and Sunday. And Pentecost. Yep. It is also, I've been reminded, the installation of Reverend Julie Cedroni, who was a former associate minister here at Southboro and is now the senior minister at West Boylston UCC. So um, blessings and peace to that congregation and to Julie. It's going to be a beautiful day. I look forward to being there with them. Um, But yes, confirmation, a vital part of every church's life uh, or baptism, if you're in the Baptist persuasion, but that moment when a young adult believer uh, shares their faith with the congregation and is welcomed into membership. Fantastic. So we're really looking forward to that. June 13th, we're going to have an end of the year event, and we have a Children's Sunday uh, situation developing, and as Mm -hmm. soon as I can say more, I'll announce the date and let everybody know about it in the podcast. You have to start making the children. That's the problem. We have made the children. Oh, you have it's made the, the children. It's the herding, okay. herding of the children. Oh, children need to H-E-R-D, be herded into their, herding, not we, hurting. We need to remind them of their love for participating in worship. They and, love uh, to do it. Out. 
Yes, they, they should. They love. May I? May I share one other thing? I'm sorry, you just made, reminded me of something. I hope you would. Okay, yeah. on June 5th, that's a Saturday, mm-hmm. at one o'clock. This is not. This is a tangentially connected event for the church. Mm-hmm. We are going to have the Malone family is having a family recital. The Malone family recital. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Charlie got so excited he hit the mic. I did. Sorry. Yeah. So um, my brother and I and some of our offspring, we're going to be doing a little recital at the oh, First Baptist Church. We're going to live stream oh, it for fun. those who, um, you know, who can't or rather not be present. But yeah, we're having mm-hmm. a Malone family recital. So that's Saturday, June 5th at one o'clock. There's going to be some good ukulele up in that situation, I'll bet. I don't know if Andrew's going to... He's going to play Chopin, I think, on the piano, not on the ukulele. Oh, but okay. we might fine. have a little... Maybe we'll get some ukulele. Maybe. Oh, it, it would be fun. Maybe you could get a hand drum and you guys could do the theme song. Oh, that's right. Maybe we could do that. You know what? I think it would be great to listen to a little bit of ukulele as a segue music right here. Nice, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, I love ukulele. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It is. It is. And it, and it masked the fact that somebody was calling my phone at the, that moment. At that moment, that's good. Well, maybe at it was moment. Andrew asking if you actually needed a ukulele player. Mm-hmm. He's ready to quit his job and to take the ukulele thing full time if he just gets hope, the the right support. I hope he's not listening to this at work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy if he's just listening to it at all. I don't That's care where right. it is. So Amen today to is potpourri grab bag. Segway, segway. Yeah. There's, how do you <clears throat> segue? We're going to give you, what we're going to do is we're going to hold ourselves. We're going to try to be disciplined here, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to be focused to the point. Because right. oh, we yeah. have no less than four stories, yes, right? We that, do. That we're going to touch on. Four and, stories. And it, that could be 120 minutes of podcast gold. Easily. 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 But because... It could also be less than 10 seconds of podcast gold. It could be. Yeah. I mean, a, a pod, podcast goal only takes a moment. But we're going right. to try to touch on them and just give us, give you kind of our hot takes mm-hmm. and, and, and move from one to the next. That, That's right. So do you want to intro the first one, Charlie? I'll lead the first story. Lutherans okay. have elected Megan Rohrer as the first transgender bishop. Let me say, Rohrer is a fantastic last name. Rohrer. Yeah, Rohrer. especially for a pastor, oh, pastor or preacher. Yeah. A Rohrer. So Reverend Megan uses pronouns they, them, mm-hmm. um, is uh, the first evangelical Lutheran church in America's Sierra Pacific Synod's transgendered bishop. Um, this, this This individual, and I'm being really careful to use the right pronouns. Yeah. Um, they, they have served with distinction and also have some, um, as you read in the beginning of the article, some celebrity having appeared on Queer Eye and in things about uh, from Time Magazine and Cosmopolitan, um, where they've talked about struggles that they've been through and coming to um, spirituality in their gender expression and identity and how those things have interrelated. Um, I have to say, one of the things that this article brought up for me was how deucedly clumsy I am with they and them pronouns hmm. uh, for referring to people. Em- embarrassingly bad. I, I just, once I see someone's face 
and I make a decision that that is yeah. he or that is she, or if I've known someone pre-transition, mm-hmm. I have to admit I've gotten stuck in using the language of she or he based on what I knew before. And I, I've also heard this, I was in conversation with a parent not long ago talking about one of their children um, who had expressed the desire for a they, them. And the whole conversation, um, they used the original pronoun, not they or them, which is the most natural thing in the world because you're used to it. Yeah, um, You've used it for years with the individual, but this this article goes into a lot of detail on their ministry and their journey to come to the moment of being a bishop. I, I honestly don't know what the job of a bishop looks like. Do you have interaction with bishops? For Lutherans, know? it's different. I mean, everyone has their own mm. bishop-ish duties. Uh, I think Lutherans kind of help with assigning or getting people called to churches, although it's a little looser than with others with mm-hmm. Methodist, mm-hmm. than it would be with Methodists or Catholics and certainly help with um, just church sure. conflict, um, those kinds of things. Um, so really working with the churches in the, in their area. Uh, but that's now, a, the Evangelical yeah. Lutheran Church of America, does it have a policy on on relating to I don't know communicants from the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, so the ELCA is what is the more progressive of the Lutheran bodies. That's my understanding too. Yeah, so is, this doesn't surprise me that that's what right. this is. I'd be shocked if, if it was this Missouri was Synod. Missouri Synod. Oh, forget it. it. No. They're they're like the forgive the tortured analogy if you're listening to this from one of these teams, but. To me, Missouri Synod is like the Southern Baptist. I think that's fair. Churches, that's fair. Okay, so in yeah. terms of intent and concerns and issues that they focus on, right? I don't know if yeah, I don't know if the ELCA has a specific um, standing. I want to say, I think what this helps us is to first, transgendered people are people who deserve Amen. to be loved and accepted fully as they are. Indeed, and. And we don't know, I mean, as they are, that's it. Yeah. Full stop. Full stop. Full Good stop. Point. And, and I think if you get stuck on the pronouns, it's not a bad thing. First, it's always good to apologize, to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, tr- I'm trying to use pronouns that, you know, the, the right pronouns for you, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. And I think the majority of transgendered folks will say, thank you for making the effort. And second, it's good to have to stop and think before you speak. Mm-hmm. The times I've I've interacted with individuals who have changed their pronouns or used the they them pronouns, it's caused me to have to s- slow down and yeah. to think a little more carefully um, before speaking. And boy, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. In all <laughs> in all situations in yeah. life, a lot lot more thinking, a lot less speaking without it would be really helpful uh, right now. So the other thing I want to note in this particular one is this, um, they were expelled from their church youth group Mm. uh, where they attended in Sioux Falls when they came out as lesbian. Mm -hmm. Um, And and people would sing hymns at them when they walked by them to try and get their gay demons out. And they they said they used to just try and sing harmony because they didn't know what else to do when people would sing at them. What a a wonderful response. Amen. Amen. A very kind response rather than telling them where they should really go. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other hand, this comes at a moment when uh, transgendered folks have been victimized. Oh, yeah. uh, In a horrible, horrible way. There's been a real spate of violence towards the transgender community. And 
I believe that must stop. They yeah. are children of God. Yeah. They have walked, uh, they have struggled unnecessarily and, mm-hmm. and their courage in, in announcing their voices and their presence. I, I cannot imagine if everything I knew about myself, my identity, my, my gender expression were under fire and people were telling me I didn't deserve to have it and, and right. yet it's what I felt. I can't, I can't begin to know what that right. would feel like. Right. So I it's, have so much respect for yeah. folks who go through that. There are unjust laws being being passed. Um, it's awful. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of of things that are awful, mm-hmm. I'm ready to move ready to move on to the next article. Bring it. Congratulations, Megan Rohr, first yes. bishop. Yeah. And 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 bravo to that synod for. Yes. I yeah, I'm hope I assume that they weren't do they didn't call. Megan to make a stand, but called Megan because Megan was the right person for the job. Amen. That's Amen. all you need to worry you gotta about. You got to trust the process, right? Yeah. So this next one, this article, the headline is, Head of Federal Election Commission <laughs> Calls Separation of Church and State a Fallacy and 2020 Election a Spiritual War. Indeed. Oh. I, I, you know, aside from a very heavy sigh... I'm I'm not all right. Boy. I don't know how the separation of church and state can be a fallacy if you just read the constitution. Just read the first freaking amendment. All right. Sorry. So let's start with the bro status of this idiot that we're talking about. His name is <laughs> Chairman James E. Trey Trainer the third. The third. So hey. if your last name is Trainer and you need to be called Trey, you are a bro. Uh, and you are using your white male privilege uh, and inflicting it on the rest of the world yeah. in a mean-spirited way, specifically in this case um, against Catholicism yeah. and Catholics. Against this Catholics was a bishops. weird... He's a Catholic. He attends yep. Mass weekly, but but he's stated clearly no Catholic can be a Democrat. Right. So this is that swing of the pendulum. It um, it yeah it this is interesting too where he says like I don't think a bishop has the right to tell a priest that they can't come out and speak. No, actually a bishop does. Um, <laughs> yeah, hierarchy's kind of a thing. Yeah, if you don't like that, be a Baptist. He sounds like a Missouri Synod or Southern Baptist. He should be a Southern Baptist. At <laughs> he least should then. just move. It, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it it. You, you know, you go with what what fits whatever you want at that time. It. it I can't think of the word for it right now. All right, so there is there is a separation of church and state. Read Thomas Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Connecticut, um, Connecticut Baptist about it, and he yeah. said there is a wall of separation, mm-hmm. uh, and a vital wall. I would uh, yeah. Add. It's the disestablishment clause in the First Amendment says that there is a yeah. separation. It's dis- don't be an anti disestablishmentarianist. Oh, what what a great word. But don't Come be. On. It's a great word. Come on, people. Don't be it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Use that word in Scrabble, though. For sure. I don't know how you could. You got to really uh, think establishment. Of, you've got to. That's a long term. That's a long game. You'd have to start with establish. Yeah. Then you'd have to add the ment. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have. Okay. Anyway, there's a path. <laughs> there's a path. Folks, if you've ever done that, please send me a picture of it. Pictures are, are there enough spaces on the board for the I entire know, word to go across or can, down? Actually, yeah. Could send us a picture of what it would look like to have that word on a Scrabble board. 
And then if you've ever done it during Scrabble, send us a picture. Picks are, or it never happened. That's always the we're, rule. We're clearly not enjoying talking about Trey. Oh, we? my gosh. Can I, can Go I just hold up a quote from the article? Please. He says, the bishops are using their nonprofit status as a shield to hide behind from having to make a decision about who to support, he means politically, mm. and to come out publicly. Bishops say we should have an informed conscience when we go vote, but they never really take that next step and say, here's who meets the, the criteria. So what he's advocating is the mm. churches, all the churches, because mm-hmm. you can't just say it's for some, all the churches should be out there supporting candidates and right. telling their people who to vote for, who meets the criteria. And the reason he thinks this is so is because he sees it happening in other denominations, right. other Protestant denominations, where white churches are coming out hard for the Republican Party. And that's not okay. It's not okay. It's your not. church, if your church does not encompass Republicans and Democrats mm-hmm. and Libertarians and Green Party. Green Party and everybody, you you're you're doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. You need all those people at the table. You need you need all of their witnesses and you need to reach all of them with your message from your church. Yeah. yeah. And and can I share <sighs> uh, can I share a shocking revelation? Go right ahead. None of the candidates that people endorse, none of them are Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if this is news to some of you. That's but, right. And and they will... Whether all, their name rhymes with right. Ryden or Rump. There we go. And they will all let you down. Amen. And they will all sin. Every one of them. They will make they will errors. They will mm-hmm. not um, do everything that we need. The only person whom we should endorse who never lets us down, and I sound a little evangelical at this point, but I'm okay with it, is, it. is Jesus. Jesus. That's it. If you're going to endorse anyone, you endorse Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Done. But don't write him in on the ballot. That's no, don't. No, because Jesus cheeky. already said no. Yeah. He said, I'm yeah, not going to no run for person. office. He kind of said no he, right. when he went on the cross and died for your sins and for the sins of the world and then rose again, mm-hmm. showing us that there is a higher and better way for us to be than being so petty as to endorse specific candidates. Mm-hmm. Petty. Mm-hmm. Boy, this, this episode is making me punchy, Charlie. Uh, well, it, it happens sometimes. Yeah. So, so how this person got to be the head of the Federal Election Commission, I, I am mystified. Yeah. It, Absolutely mystified. Now, the article, admittedly, was from September 17th, 2020. Right. So I'm assuming that this is no longer the head of the Federal Election Commission. Yeah, I don't know how that works. It's supposed to be nonpartisan, or, mm. or there's supposed to be like a balance... Mm. In, in that, but yeah, I don't know how that that works, but it's uh, it's disturbing. It's disturbing that people who have supposed to have studied the history of our nation, studied political science, would still say such an erroneous thing. That's right. Uh, That's and, absolutely right. Yeah, and and we've gone into this. I mean, look at our past episodes about uh, um, Christian nationalism and how dangerous and wrong that is. To get much more in depth about. Our feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. But Trey, nope. Trey's Trey, still on there. He's still on knock there. Knock it off. Oh well. He's he's still part of it. <laughs> he's there with Shauna Broussard, who's the chair. She's a Democrat. There's Alan okay. Dickerson, who's the vice chair. He's a Republican. I love that the chair and vice chair are different parties. At least I think they they probably do. Sean that on Cooksey purpose. is there. James Trey Trainer. Why does he have to have it in quotes after everywhere his name is published? <laughs> 
Uh, maybe it's an endearing. Th- maybe it's something he grew up with. Let's give. Then him we've some, got Stephen T. Walther, an independent, which means basically Republican who can't vote for Trump. And finally, Ellen Weintraub, a Democrat. Okay. So that's the current makeup. Those are the current commissioners of the federal. So right. he's one of some, but yep. but he's a significant percentage of some. Yeah, and it is deeply and, and, disturbing. And our hot take is he's wrong. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. If that didn't come out clearly. Let's turn you to some more. You want to take us to the next one? Uh, let's turn to some this more one's bi- a little bit better. bipartisan news, okay? Um, yeah, and we'll yeah. pick up the pace a little bit as we do so. Um, there's an article here uh, from Vanderbilt. Yay, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Um, about immunization and religion. And Is that a rail money? Was the Vanderbilt in the ro- railroad industry? Well, Steel? I think so. Coal? That sounds right. Pretty much everything, okay. right? I'm curious. Just, yeah. All right, Vanderbilt, go ahead. the Sorry. Harvard of the South. Um, they, uh, don't tell Emery. They list, well, they list each major religion and they, um, they are basically just cataloging, cataloging about mm-hmm. prohibitions against vaccination. And this is a very right. timely article for us to, uh, interact with. Buddhism has no central authority that determines it's, doctrine. So vaccination is accepted. It, it's interesting. As I go on, it's like, has no prohibition, has no prohibition, has no prohibition. Religion after religion. Yeah, I'm skipping Christianity for now. Hinduism, no yeah. prohibition. Islam, no yeah. prohibition. Jainism, Jains follow a path of nonviolence. They do allow cooking, the use of soap and antibiotics, and vaccination because this destruction is of microorganisms, uh, but it's necessary to protect other lives. Judaism supports vaccination as an action to maintain health and as a personal responsibility. Um, Scientology, no precepts or strictures about vaccination. Now let's back up and talk about Christianity. Yeah. Here it is. The following Christian denominations have no theological objections to vaccination. Let's see. So Baptist is in there. We're not going to read all right. of them. But Roman Catholic, just, Eastern look. Orthodox, the big ones, Anglican. Are you in there? Where's the Congregational? Oh, there they are. Congregationalists. They're in there yep. as well. No prohibition. Episcopalian, Jehovah's Witness. They originally denounced it, but revised it in 52. So, so the ones that do have a prohibition, who stand so these against, are the ones. They have a Dutch theological reform. objection, although that objection is not mm. illuminated. This does not mm-hmm. go into detail about the character, so you'd have to research. But Dutch Reformed has a tradition of declining immunizations. Yeah, because of uh, predestination. Right. Right. All right. Well, so good, immu- I guess good for them. Right. Uh, faith healing denominations, including Faith Tabernacle, Church of the Firstborn, Faith Assembly, End Time Ministry, with an interesting spelling. Gotta love them. And they Church the of Christ, t-shirts. comma, scientist. That makes sense. Yeah. Only church, only the church, Christian scientists and maybe Jehovah's Witnesses were the only two I could have thought of that would have objections. And Christian scientists, I mean, if they're going to be so steadfast as to say no to all medicines, then fine. But they don't prevent, they don't have a stance against vaccination. Members can right. receive vaccinations. It's just their preference is that focused prayer will heal right. you. Right? Yep. I'm yeah. not miscategorizing. I don't think Mary so. Baker I don't think it's, it, it probably depends on the household and the congregation and all oh, of that course. as well. Yeah, you're... We'd have to ask Mary Baker Eddy, and she's not around to talk to <sighs> no. us. But a very interesting article. And of course, we're going to have links to all these yeah. articles in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You, can, you can check them out yourself. But, but just, you know, in light of what's going on, we keep hearing people invoking uh, my religion as the reason I'm not getting vaccinated. 
And not yeah. to sound too triumphal, but sorry, most of you no. who are claiming that do not have backing from your own religion. Yeah. Helpful to know in this yeah. difficult so, time. Yeah, so I mean... If you want, you can go to Charlie or myself and ask for permission to get to uh, not get the vaccination, and and I'll you know we're happy to talk to you and then say no. Hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. The theological arguments against vaccinations are spurious at best. Amen. All right. That was a hotter take. That was a quick take. It was, but well, one more article. But this one's very sad, and it's particularly this sad for sad. me because I've been to Suchava yeah. and I I know the oh. region. And I know something about the people. My wife is Romanian, so this one was tough. Anyway. So this is Romania. Orthodox Church washes its hands of babies' baptism death. So if you don't know anything about the practice of Romanian baptism, it is by immersion. The baby is immersed in water three times, held by... I believe that's all Eastern Orthodox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's important to note. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so in the in the process of the um, of the uh, ritual, there is certainly an opportunity for a child to take on water, which usually they mm-hmm. sputter out uh, and right. remove. Um, but in this case, somehow that didn't happen. Yeah, the child in, ended up drinking, uh, ingesting a lot of the water, mm-hmm. and had a heart attack and died, yeah. drowned, really. Yeah, uh, which which yeah, that's that's. Horribly tragic. To add insult to injury, I read on and read. Um, I don't remember. It was the the priest mm-hmm. response to it? Yeah, it was awful. It's hard. The um, the priest basically said it was the parents' fault because they've overfed the child, <sighs> um, and so the child just. You know, they said uh, the, they use cold water because it helps make them stronger and protects them against colds in the future. I mean, just these stuff, the, these ideas, it's, it, it's, we have enough of a problem as people of faith, not being called barbaric and out of touch. Sure. And, and then when these kind, this kind of thinking that's not based in any kind of reason or facts or science comes up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's created a, a, a unique moment in the interaction of the Orthodox Church and and the modern uh, Romanian people, where they are now mm-hmm. uh, organizing or they've organized a petition calling for a <laughs> a change. So, hmm. if you think your local church is slow to change, believe me, the Orthodox Church has oh, been doing yeah. things the way it's been doing. And this is not a critique. This is simply an observation. The Orthodox mm-hmm. has been doing things the way it's been doing it for a lot longer than your church. Whoever you are oh, listening yeah. to this has been doing. We're, we're what talking a, been doing. a solid two thousand yeah. years. So, so there, the the idea of change at all, especially when you've got this this submission, you know, a submersion for the Father, mm-hmm. one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Anytime that tripartite formulation yeah. comes up in the Orthodox faith, it is so important. And the idea that you can now just sprinkle the water over the baby three times would be just like moving right. mountains for them. And, and I get it, the immersion. I'm a Baptist. I get immersion. Sure. It's beautiful. Love it. It's a powerful visual. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You grew up a Baptist. Mm-hmm. You you know, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. It, it uh I've never seen an infant baptism in that way, but I imagine the symbolism, the visual, it, it must be very powerful. Yeah. But, but but the idea that that a change might be possible is challenging. Yeah, it is. I just don't know. Our 
Our faith practices should not kill us. I think that's a rule. I'm comfortable just letting that, that sit there. Yeah. I mean, there should be challenging. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, I love the idea of, you know, taking Sabbath and, and like not doing work or taking out electronics. I mean, all the fasting I think is important. Mm-hmm. It should be uncomfortable at times. Right. But boy, it should not kill us. No. That, and, and how many, you know, honestly, I, uh, fortunately, this is not a regular occurrence yeah, for right, the church in yeah. Romania. This was an out, outlandish and, and an outlying experience. But having happened once, what, what do we do going forward for it to never, yeah. ever, ever happen again? Because in my it, calculus, right. as a parent, the loss of one child is worth changing the entire system over. No, no question. So now, what are they yeah. going to do? I, it would be great do? if the if the church said, "Oh my gosh, this was a tragedy, mm-hmm. and we bear responsibility for this." Well, that would That'd change everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the classic: yeah. you bump into somebody, and they they look at you, and you go, "What?" Rather than, "I'm right. sorry." Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I bumped you doesn't mean right, that you're yeah. a pitiable creature. It just means that you recognize your space took over somebody else's. It was an accident. And now because you've yeah. said sorry, we can all move on. But not saying right. sorry. <sighs> yeah. They say this wasn't our fault. It's an epidemic. This is the, not just we, we should either. never change. Well, yeah. So people <sighs> a little of faith. Hu- yeah, go ahead. Finish that Humility. Yeah. Humility, people. Yeah, humility. Have some humility. It's part of the core teachings of the faith we profess to follow. Look at, look at how humble Charlie and I are. We, I mean, we go, so modest, so we go out of our way modest. to point out. It's embarrassing. All the, and we are good at pointing out other people's errors. Let's point. Well, let's obviously, by that. this segment today, <laughs> let's just set up some straw men and knock them down. No, but you know, when you go to news of religion in the world, you're going to mm-hmm. get some positive notes. Like for us, the Megan yep. Rohr story is a very positive note. It is. And then you're going to get is. some challenging pieces like Trey and and the passing of this child and, and other things, yeah. but then also points of interest with the vaccinations and how people um, yeah. don't have to worry about religious prohibition if they want to get vaccinated. So... Yeah, or at least you can't hide. You can't hide behind that no. tray. <laughs> I don't know that tray is an anti-vaxer. He might be oh, all in on the vaccination. It would. It would oh, maybe he is. He but certainly, certainly does. Fit the bill based on was. the photographic evidence, he does have complicating factors. So he's got to be careful. Wow, Charlie, you really have it out for Trey, don't you? I do not have it out or in for Trey. I I think Trey should go his own way, but should do better. Yeah. As, well, next week, uh, we're going to have a special guest too. that Trey is going to be on the show next week. Oh, that is such gonna... great news. <laughs> that is such great news. We're going to have so much to talk about. <laughs> if he ever returns my phone calls. All right. Did you hear that sound I was would... making while Jonathan was laughing? That's pretty much all I'd have to say. Um, so for next time, <laughs> for next time, we are going to dip our toes into a new direction. Yeah. Um, this was our. This was a segue episode, you could say. Kind of. We hope you'll come yeah. along. Um, we're going to interact it, with a book, but that come book along, won't you? is all of sixty-nine pages. Six to seventy-one, if you include the um, the credits and thanks. Um, As one should. Why is this book only seventy-one pages, Jonathan? I well, I believe because it's just it yearns for more. It does. It it leaves you. Wanting to get something more to replenish 
to quench. This book is called Thirst, and it's poems by ah, Mary thirst. Oliver. It's a book of poetry yeah, is why it's only 71 pages. Books of poetry, you know, when the poem is your unit, you, you place a lot of importance on each individual poem. Think of it from a congregational standpoint. When the congregation is your unit, that's where all your focus mm-hmm. is. So right. in this case, the poem is the unit. This book was published in 2006 during Mary Oliver's lifetime when she was still with us. Um, near the end, but she writes that the poetry in here is influenced by nature, by the world mm. and life that she's experiencing at the time she writes, which is typical for Mary Oliver. But I thought we'd yeah. do two weeks on this book. Yeah. So we're going to split it in half. This is all contingent on me getting the book in time. You will I don't get have the book, book in time. Yet. I'm a man of faith. Um, wow. So we are going to read um, from page... Does it start with page one? Oh, it does. The poem, The Messenger, starts on page one. So oh, we're going to okay. read from The Messenger through page 34, which is more beautiful than the honey locust tree, other words of the Lord. And what I want oh, you nice. to understand about Mary Oliver, if she's not a part of your poetry experience yet, is that she is a deeply spiritual and, I would say, religious um, chronicler of God's creation and and our place in it. And I feel like for a devotional podcast, we could do a lot worse than a conversation with Mary Oliver. So I'll provide some yeah. biographical... Well, that's not a word. Biographical? I'll provide some biography about Mary Oliver at our first session <laughs> next time, and then we'll get into <laughs> yep. the poems and find which ones stood out for Jonathan and I, and maybe we'll hear from yeah. you all too. And this will be good, because I'm, I'm still... I, I feel like a novice when it comes to poetry, so this will be a good experience. A poetic neophyte. For me, yes, a poetic neophyte. So for those of you who are also new to this, you'll be journeying with me. The great thing about poetry is you can finish a book in an afternoon. Oh, You shouldn't. If I hadn't. You should read them more slowly, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay, so that's next week. Looking forward to that. I have a prayer. This is from the collection in the Sanctuary of Women by Jan Richardson. Okay. I don't know much about her. But it's a lovely prayer. It's a very Trinitarian prayer. So that's what we'll, we'll end on. A prayer by Jan Richardson. And I, I feel like after the articles that we read, like I said, one blessing, one was like, oh, okay. And the other two made us real angry. <laughs> this blessing will be nice. Lovely. For all of us. All right. Why don't you start? Okay. Let's pray. God, we all make mistakes. We all mess up. We all err. We say stupid things. We just, we screw up a lot, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we see other people screwing up a lot too. Help us to find the humility in those moments, to find the opportunities to say we're sorry and help us to find grace in those moments and to celebrate with you the forgiveness that we receive. God, we recognize that there are people who love you dearly who do not see the world the way we do. Mm. So help us to find points of connection to forgive their faults, and to be able to have our own forgiven as well. Bless them in the work they do. And, um, and Lord, we just ask that we would focus on the humanity of those that don't sound like us. Mm. And from Jan Richardson. May God, who comes to us in the things of this world, bless your eyes and be in your seeing. May Christ, who looks upon you with deepest love, bless your eyes and widen your gaze. May the Spirit, who perceives what is and what may yet be, bless your eyes and sharpen your vision. 
May the sacred, th sacred three bless your eyes and cause you to see. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jan Richardson. Lovely prayer. Yeah, thanks, Jan. Yeah. I can see clearly now. The, the rain has the gone. The rain has gone. And there's another yeah. copyright violation. Well, you didn't sing it. We're probably okay. <laughs> I can see clearly We'll say it was a parody. Now the it, it was oh. a parody. <laughs> Anything I sing is going to be a parody just by nature of me singing it. I know the feeling, brother. I know the feeling. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel like this is you a ever, special episode. You ever wonder if Weird Al Yankovic tried to sing something seriously and no one would take him seriously? I don't know. And like, you know, how did he why find he doing his voice? Parody? How did he know. find his... When did he know that his path was the... And, and how much joy has he given... So many oh, he's been people. so good. Anyway, last time I interacted with with uh, Weird Al was uh, in Iceland. We were there at the same time he was walking the no same way. streets. There was a picture of him taken on a street oh. corner where we had stood not the day before, and I was like, he wow. was here the whole time, and we didn't even know. <laughs> the whole time. Weird well, Al, folks, uh, uh, like go listen to night. some Weird Al, especially the early stuff. The early stuff, it's all great. We listen to the early stuff. Another one rides uh, the bus, baby. Another rise, boy. I love Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great. One. And uh, be well this week. Be well. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the Twelve Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts. You can send your comments about this show or any other show to 12enough at gmail.com. Go to the show notes at 12enough.com and you can find all the links to the articles mentioned today. We tried to make it short, but we had too much to talk about, so we're sorry it's a little long. Thank you very much for listening. Discipline. We're going to be focused to the point.